And away we go. I saw Mother this weekend. Oh, what'd you think? Um, she was fine. She was just like, how are you doing, boy? <laughs> oh, you saw your mom? No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I saw... Did you give her my regards? <laughs> Come on, man. You just walked into that one. <laughs> Sorry. Folks, this might be the last episode of Robots vs. Taxes. <laughs> On Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Starring. <laughs> Tune in next week when my new uh, co-host. Damn it. Will be a cat. <laughs> I can be cat. No. No, that's shit. No, that's shit too. How so anyway, I-, <laughs> I watched Mother last week. Okay. <laughs> and I got to say, like, I was... Um, did you love it or did you hate it? A lot of... That, the audience for that movie is split down the middle. I I really liked it. Yeah? I know you're on the opposite side of that. Cause, I know. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Well, that's what Sabrina told me. Well, yeah. It's because she was like... She loved it. Way more than Phantom Thread, the another film by a, by a filmmaker that she really loves. Mm-hmm. That kind of has the same subject matter. But uh, I was like, I thought Mother was good. Okay. I thought it could have been great. Um, what would have made it great? You wanted more J-Law nudity, didn't you? No. Okay. Actually, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not attracted to J-Law in the least, right? Really? I think she's a good actress. Okay. I think she's beautiful. Um, but it's not like, you know, she would be attracted to me either. It's like kind of balances itself out how do you know um i don't know she's spitballing well next time i hang out with her i'll ask her but yeah what did you like i know what i thought of it i thought it could have been better it's not among uh, aronofsky's best Mm. um i think the ending could have been handled a little bit more interestingly but uh you know, I, I I I know that he wrote the he wrote the movie like in a week. Did he really? Yeah, and to me, it huh. kind of feels that way. Okay, all right. It feels like I'm just gonna pump this shit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna write to my heart's content and then see what happens. You know, and to that extent, I feel like it's an ex- a failed experiment. Like it's, I think it's the opening was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suspense and the claustrophobia and stuff. Like a lot of people hated the fact that like they kept shooting right in J Law's face. <laughs> like her movie is pri- the movie is primarily like all up in her grill. Yeah. Uh, but I like that about it. I thought it was like it built this feeling of claustrophobia. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I just I I wish it had gone another way. Okay. What did you? What were your thoughts on the? On the movie. Well, I thought that there was um, there was a crazy amount of tension. It 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 built an internal scream for me. Like I I was. It's like um, I was emotionally channeling uh, Jennifer Lawrence in this film. Like every time that house got filled with more and more people who just weren't supposed to be there, I was just like, "What are they doing in this house?" and 
that part where she finally snapped and told everybody to get out. I was just like, yes, you have to do that louder. You have to yeah. pick up something and start swinging. Yeah. You know, um, like it really, it really took me through to a, through a lot of emotion. Yeah. That one um, lady and then couple who just kept sitting up on that like bench in the back and she kept telling them it's not braced. <laughs> Would you not sit on that? I'd just be yeah, like, she told them that like 15 times by the, by the third time I was just like, just, pay off already I, just, just break the <laughs> I, for me <laughs> that, that that he milked that gag f way too long it's true it's true but for me it's just like damn i i i would have just started kicking people in the chest like just you know get the fuck off <laughs> you know but that's just me and you know, i guess i guess j-law has a more nuanced nuanced way of going about it um but the the relationship between uh, her and her husband in the film um, started to uh, make me. It fascinated me, and it also made me uncomfortable because I thought to myself, "Is this is this a commentary on how women are marginalized, even even in what they think is the most ideal situation? Like they're with a loving." They're with a husband whom, whom they love very much. They have this house that they're building together, and yet he sort of like went off on its own, on his own, especially as he got um, enamored with his own uh, fame and visitors. I wanted to punch like him that. in the face. Wow. I hated his character. I just want to like, oh look at me, I'm a poet, and I just uh, I write about things that no one understands. You know, he, <laughs> I know I'm giving them like the vague Count Chocula accent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I hated that character so much, and then like when he was when I saw that he was spoilers, he's a representation of God. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, kind of makes sort of sort of makes sense in a way. I don't know. I can't say too much on the subject because I do get a little weird about religion because I grew up Catholic, and part of me. And you're afraid you'll be struck down. Yes, correct. Okay. Well, this movie they made God kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um and I I'm only speaking to the depiction of God in the film, not making any commentary on religion either cuz I I don't count out being struck down either. <laughs> <laughs> but in the film they made God uh this sort of like I guess they were going for making him like a flighty jerk, but at the same time trying to go with the whole, you know, you can't really fully understand his ways, but there's always a plan and stuff like that, which didn't quite work for me. Um, okay. Because there wasn't like, oh, he knew he what he was doing the whole time. Yeah. It was just like they sort of made him um, just a slob like one of us. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> so. Trying to make his way home. <laughs> There's a little musical rendition for all you uh, diehard, uh, whatever the fuck her name was. What was her name? Joan Osborne. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There we go. For the two of you left. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, the, the the symbolism in the movie and the way the 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 effects started started to make the house like into this super. I mean, it was always kind of a surreal place, but then it started going like really deep into the surreal it's almost as though the house was transplanted to a completely different uh location at a certain point 
um, as opposed to just being located in that circular field, which looks so peaceful and creepy at the same time, I got to say. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the things that I really loved about the movie was that um, Aronofsky always makes the mundane seem menacing somehow. Mm, mm. So... Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought that was very effective. I also thought that the house, to me, felt like an introvert's nightmare. Like every time mm. there were more people, yeah, and the more claustrophobic it got, I was just like, just please let this end. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is an ordeal. Like I've, st- <laughs> me and me and my wife, who's also kind of like we're both very like socially awkward. We get like. If there's a, a situation with a lot of people and it gets like too like too congested and stuff, we both initiate panic mode, you know. Okay. So that's that that was one of the one of, one of the reasons why I found the movie so effective was because it it felt like it was just so claustrophobic that it was giving me panic attacks. So it was just like this is a first, you know. Hmm. Cuz not many movies can do that nowadays. Not many movies can like make me feel kind of horrified gotcha gotcha when they kept trying to walk into the poet's room and uh j-law kept telling them stay out of there you know i was just like what is wrong with these people like and i don't know i guess the symbolism there is is man's um inability to uh respect certain boundaries and that in itself causing havoc because they are there, there are certain places that they are allowed to roam free and into, and then the other places that you have to be invited into, and you have to know the difference. Otherwise, you upset some sort of a balance. Like the, yeah, like the natural order of yeah, things. Yeah, the right? natural order of things. So I don't know what the room would represent in real life. I'm hoping it doesn't represent like science or some shit like that, but. Um, but yeah, it's it's something to to mull over. Yeah, with regards to the room, all I can say is you're tearing me apart, Ernesto. <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> you know, I bet Aronofsky wrote that in and just decided no, it would no, it would be, it would be too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh-huh. Hey, have you um have you seen? I think we should introduce the show before we, we, have, we oh, haven't even introduced. Holy the show. cow! How will people know what they're listening to? I'm Ernesto Mencilo. and I'm Pablo Morali Martinez, and you're listening to Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now you know. Yeah, you're in the know now. <laughs> you're part of our inner circle. Welcome, welcome. Um, have you watched Altered Carbon at all? No. Yeah. Me neither. Um I don't uh, know why they pushed that show so fucking hard. It's because I don't like the premise. Really? Yeah, the premise is about uh in the future you can download your memories into an your my whole mind into a new body. You you don't like that idea? I love that idea. Uh-huh. But, you know, they went about it like this is based on a book. Mhm. Yeah, apparently this also happens in the book, but I don't give a shit. The main character is a guy named Takeshi Kovacs, right? Okay. Half Japanese guy who uh, gets downloaded into a very white body. Okay. 
so they basically scar Joe'd him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I, yeah, once that shit happens, I'm just like, no. Uh, no, no, no. I me- turn into the maid from fucking Family Guy and just like, <laughs> no, no, no. Damn, now I'm even less motivated to to tune into the show. Do yourself a favor. Watch a show called Dark. Dark? Yeah. Oh. Dark. Oh, you know, the the um, uh, the Netflix art looks so fascinating for that because it's just like some kid staring down a forest or something like yeah. that and it's just like it's it's this a, looks yeah this looks amazing i was gonna say i was trying to get you to say dark and then i would say another oh word, okay but you fucked up my bit so oh, let's, let's right. say it together come on no <laughs> no the moment has passed but anyway it looks really good so. does it look no just dope. <laughs> You're pushing Martinez. Oh pushing. man, yeah. <laughs> I've just had a rough day. I was just You're entitled. Yeah, You're I'm, entitled. A, I'm entitled to a little uh shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a German show, so get ready for the subtitles. <laughs> All right, German. You know, yeah. they the most romantic of the romance <laughs> languages. <laughs> Ich bin ein sexually aroused. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, they're the leaders of the free world right now. That's you know. true. That's true. Save us, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the world is getting so fucking scary. Every day, it's just, it's just another sliver. It's like... It's like the entire earth is being waterboarded, um, but in that really weird way that you've only seen in kung fu movies. <laughs> in, in particular, the five deadly venoms. Oh. Where they have a strap down and they just wet like one piece of paper and then lay it over our face and then wet, wet another piece of paper and lay that over and over and over and over again. <laughs> like that slow suffocation. That's what this feels like. Well, at least there's one thing we can all count on. And that's another resignation from the Trump administration. (laughs) This time it comes in the form of White House Communications Director, Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks, get on out. (laughs) You're the next star and you're probably going to be under investigation, but at least you'll have a severance package. (laughs) Shit. That's exactly what's going yeah. on. Oh man, I think uh, I think we almost have like a uh, uh, a, um, a Trump cabinet bingo going on here. <laughs> like, like seriously, how many how many of the faces have you have we been able to scratch off at this point? Like, yeah, it's like the freaking Kill Bill list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except it's super fucking long. Oh. Kill Bill Volume 7 now. <laughs> Killer Billin? <laughs> oh, God. Killing Billin? I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I, don't know. What could we say? I mean, 
You get what you pay for, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, he just rehired the um, the guy who uh, helped him with his uh, presidential campaign in 2016, who basically was responsible for uh, the whole social media campaign. Um, oh, no. Yeah. In reference to what you just said about him rehiring that dude, just a week ago, uh, Trump was uh, about to name his own personal pilot as the head of the FAA, you know, so what, whatever, you know, it's like, does it even phase you at this point? Like, (laughs) I feel like he, he is about to name his dog as like the head of the FDA. Oh, jeez. My dog entourage is now the head of the FAA. D-A, which stands for Federal the Dog uh, Association. Dog Association. <laughs> See, it's perfect. Oh, jeez. Uh, what do you think, Entourage? <laughs> Girl, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What? Trump's dog can talk. That just reminded me of a fucking story that I read about Barbara Streisand cloning her dogs. Did yes, you find out about that? I heard about that this morning. She cloned him twice. <sighs> wow. So, yeah. So, a dog so nice got cloned twice. 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 Well. One of these days that shit is going to like not work out like yeah, really no. badly. Like, you know, it'll start off all good. And then. Two months into it, Cloverfield. Zombie apocalypse. Oh, I was gonna go zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse with a da- with a sprinkling of Cloverfield. Oh, okay. Let's put it that way. So. so it's gonna be like Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, nice right. combo. Nice yeah. combo. Yeah. So we're dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the the whole cloning pets thing. I mean, I mean, it's not like, I mean. All right, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit of an insensitive jerk here. No, fuck it, man. You're on the right show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, Pavarotti. Anyway, <laughs> oh god, here we go. Um, I mean, it's been decades since I've had like my own pet. Right, I haven't had a pet since I was a kid. But you know, if you have a dog, I'm sure that dogs have their own quirks and. You know personalities and stuff but is it really is it really that big of a deal if you got another dog that was not that one like they say that if you clone the dog then the personality quirks will come along with it but like it's a dog right it's not like it has a dry sense of humor you know it's 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 a dog right it's still gonna sniff another dog's butt right but what if like i keep thinking like what if these two dogs end up like like they're there's something wrong with them like they're the dogs from the like they're the the girls from the shining where they're just <laughs> like every time barbara streisand comes home she's like la 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 ah! you know and they're just like standing in her doorway motionless just staring up at her <laughs> Can't play with us, Barbara. Oh, jeez. Forever and ever and ever. 
It would serve her right, you know, because yeah. I could just imagine her trying to tell people. She's like, oh, my God, my dogs. My dogs can talk. You know, you have to help me. I think they're evil. You know, and they're like, all right, Barbara. All right. Here's another Grammy. You know, like, <laughs> no, I don't want your fucking Grammys. My dogs are evil. You never send me flowers anymore. <laughs> and in the news today, Barbara Streisand finally lost it. <laughs> Seemed that her fame and power finally overwhelmed her. <laughs> Who would have thought she had gone out the way she did, possessed by two mutant clone dogs? <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess when you got that much money, you just... You feel like you can do anything, but that, that, that brings up that just brings up some really deep questions in terms of, you know, if you clone a living thing, does it then become its own unique uh, organism? I mean, eventually it does because it's going to be subjected to different stimuli than the original. But I don't know. Is it is it ethical? And I'm and I'm. And I'm jumping ahead to thinking about like human cloning, like you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering like when that fucking shoe is gonna drop. Uh, like, do we really need? Do we really need like more copies of the same assholes just walking around? You know. Yeah. Like, I, ugh. Like Martin every Shkreli. It's like they clone that asshole. You know, he's probably got enough money to do it. But oh wait, I, no, he's in jail. Fuck that guy. <laughs> But I mean, you know, everybody's an asshole. Like, it's like, do we really? I'm not. I'm really pleasant, a well-to-do guy. <sighs> listeners, man about town. Listeners, rewind to the beginning of the show. <laughs> Fuck no. And listen to what this guy fucking said to be a, my my mom. And you tell me if he's not an asshole. So, but I'm an asshole too. Like, do we really? We need to embrace the the specialness of our unique assholeism in this one go around in life and then just 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 go out just give another asshole a chance you know okay just not a clone is what you're just saying. not a clone because it's just like ah you know it's the same shit mm. you know theoretically speaking and if not you know what if it's there's a very real possibility that it could be worse you know because then that clone is going to look back and be like okay this is what i came from do i repeat the pattern do i get more extreme with the pattern what if they just try to go completely the other way and end up just making things worse? Yeah, like, and then know. Chris Pratt starring in a movie where he has to save a bunch of clones yeah, exactly. on an island. <laughs> he's just standing there like, whoa, whoa. And he's surrounded <laughs> by a whole bunch of like ravenous Barbra Streisand. You know? <laughs> just like, you know. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I don't bring you flowers anymore. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> She just starts doing fucking <laughs> Yenta songs. Amazing. <gasps> Nobody wants to live in that world, you know. <laughs> Chris Pratt would just put a gun in his mouth. It's just like, fuck this. Like that's a <laughs> oh Jesus. The end credits on fucking Chris Pratt's life. Oh. <laughs> Come and get your love, you know, as all the credits go by. Uh, <laughs> Chris Pratt's lifeless body. As his blood just continues to soak into the soil. You know. <laughs> oh. This is awful. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. 
there's <laughs> there's Frank in the technology department credits. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Still go with ILM. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, it's an inside baseball joke. It's like ridiculous. But um, but yeah, but, but but human cloning. Like, what if? Like, what if somebody decided, oh, you know, let's bring back Hitler, but let's prove that we can rehabilitate, you know, anybody. And his, and he's just like, no, the answer was not to kill the Jews. The answer was to kill everybody, you know, or, you yeah. know, turn everybody into snakes, you know, just <laughs> weird, so, you know, just something really crazy. That reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode where Rick cloned. Hitler, but combined him with Abraham Lincoln. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Abraham Littler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he he just comes out like really weird, like he's really odd. <laughs> anyway. Um, Jesus Christ! Yes. I want to watch that show again. I know, right? <laughs> It's just scrambled brains to animation. You know? <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, oh, when man. does the new season come out? In like two years. Oh. I mean, it's that's it. That show is is takes forever to make. I hope that they, they don't um, that they don't hold a go. They don't go the whole like death clock route. Oh, with uh, like Metalocalypse, where it Metalocalypse. takes them like nine years to make one like a, a six episodes. Yeah. 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 Man, I love that show too. Yeah, it's a, the the creator. They just need to like throw all the money at him so he can get all the help. People I think just, he's he's done with that show. He's you think so? Yeah, I've heard him on like other shows, and um, and he's like kind of just he wants to move on to something different. <sighs> I mean, he created something really great, and then I can I I guess I can understand like just wanting to move on to a different story, you know. Is that just code for like I want more money? Like <laughs> No, I think it's like because at some point you want to leave while you're on top and you don't want to become like fucking George Lucas, you know. Oh shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's still got a ways to go before he hits that wall. Um at least I hope so. But then again, that show is so crazy. It's just like how much more how much more out there can they go without like seriously staring into the darkness and the darkness staring back you know so, <laughs> that's right i, went I don't know ask barbara streisand's <laughs> <eating dogs. laughs> you're listening to robots, robots versus taxes. taxes on radio free brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh i really enjoyed last week's episode of make it dark <laughs> So, um, which 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 like beloved sitcom shall we pick on today? Mm. Mm. How about Three's Company? <gasps> Get out of here, uh, Three's Company! I don't even know where I would start with that. I used to love that show, and it was really adult. Maybe that's why I liked it. I yeah. was watching it as a kid. I was that show a- will never fly anymore. By well, the way. <laughs> It had everything like wrong with it. It was definitely you know? of its era. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. The one thing I can't get over though with that show is how <laughs> they were struggling. The three of them every month to pay their rent 
which was only three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Yeah, it was. It was like we're talking. It was a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, and it was. They were struggling. Like every every month, they'd be like, "How are we gonna make the rent?" You know, and check it and paid in fucking peanuts yeah, at the Regal Beagle. Apparently, <laughs> literally, they were like, "Yeah, hey, Jack, you know, we didn't make money this week, but you can have this bag of peanuts." You know, they're stale. You know, it's like, yeah, but you know, Larry is like, hey, why don't you give me a blowjob? Yeah, I'll pay you fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, Larry, that scumbag! Holy shit, dude was a piece of shit. Oh, that was like one of the first rapists on TV. Oh my god! That, Come on, man. Think about it. I mean, look at that guy. <laughs> he wore bell bottoms and a vest. Ugh. A lot of people did that in that era. Yeah, but he was greasy. Yeah, he was. He was always greasy. Yeah, it's like he didn't. It's like he didn't shower. <sighs> and he had that weird like Seinfeld hair before Seinfeld was Seinfeld. Oh yes. So weird. So weird. But yeah. Hold on, we gotta pause the show because my wife's getting a text message. Okay. Let's listen in. <laughs> <laughs> you can all be in on the fun too if you come to our live taping of robots versus taxes three weeks from now under the george washington bridge that's right where i will be performing a live bungee jump with no line you know <laughs> how will he do it folks <laughs> I won't bore you with the details of my daring escape. <laughs> It'll be something to see. But how do we, how do we make Three's Company dark? Well, first, firstly, there has to be an accidental death. Well, it was the 70s, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that... Um, Jack brought, brings one of his many uh, hookups home. Okay. Right? But when he takes them in the room, we never see, obviously, what happens, you know. Right. So um, the only way that he can get off is if, like, uh, the girl does blow off of his anus. Oh. Right? You know, it's like that's what that's what gets him going. But he got too much of that good shit. So she ODs. No. Right. And he comes running out of his room, like, like hard as a rock, you know, butt naked and... Um, Janet and uh, Chrissy. Yeah, right? Chrissy, yeah. They're just like, oh my God, Jack, why don't you... Put just, that away, you he's, know? He's just like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. She's dead. She's dead. Oh my God, she's dead. <laughs> and will someone please do something about my rock hard erections, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Mr. Furley comes in and he's just like, what's going on here? You know? <laughs> I didn't know. I, I, I didn't think, you know, because he's fucking... You know, huge homophobe. <laughs> yes. And he's just like, oh, I don't want to be involved in this. It's like, and then Jack just high off cocaine is like, I've had it with your, with your prejudice. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to call him Roper. Yeah. That was, that was the next, <laughs> that was landlord, the next yeah. guy. But, uh, and this is the original story about what happened to Furley. Oh, shit. It's just like, <laughs> I've had enough of your prejudices, Furley. <laughs> You know, and Jack goes inside, gets the axe and like fucking American psycho oh, style, God. just like fucking like Mr. Furley turns around and he's, she, and he's like, oh, 
with that funny Wham! It just like cuts through him like butter. Oh man, right through the neckerchief that yeah. he used to that he <laughs> used to wear. The neckerchief just yeah. flies through the air. <laughs> just all sad and shit. And like the music, like that's the end of that episode. And it's like, come on, again. Like it's the, the credits <laughs> roll up. It's, like, <laughs> it's just a freeze frame of fucking Oh freeze. God. Oh, and sometimes how they would do the freeze frame, but go backward into the episode, yes. you know, to show you what it happened. Yeah, the clips of like that episode. So it's just, and it's just Jack running at him like rock hard with the axe, like crazy look in his eye. All right. Oh my god. So. Yes. So the follow up episode would be the cleanup, right? The cleanup, yeah. Where Janet, for some reason, she knows exactly how to clean up a body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, stay cool. Yeah. Stay cool. And then Jack's like, I know I know somebody who can help me out with this because who's he getting the cocaine from? From, Right? It's like, it's Larry. He's getting the cocaine from Larry. Obviously. Right. And then Larry works for like Griselda Blanco, who was like the <laughs> cocaine queen of Florida from in, the, in that era, right? All right. Okay. And uh, it's like, and you know, she doesn't fuck around. So she's like, you know, Larry, you got to do something about this Kennedy situation because, like, I'm trying to get my cocaine out of Cuba. Jesus and then Christ. He's Larry. And then it turns into, like, we follow Larry for a while. And then he's, like, arming himself with this fucking sniper rifle. And he's like, I swore myself I never touched this thing again. Right. And then he goes on to the grassy knoll. Just as fucking the, the motorcade goes by. And then, blam, he blows Kennedy's head off. Right. And then, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> then, just as like Jackie Onassis is like, "Oh God, come and knock on our door!" Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of part two. Oh, oh man! All right. Okay, so we open up on part three, and. The Three's Company to end all Three's Companies. And every once in a while, they would do a uh, a bathroom scene on that show. Like, you know, Chrissy would always be like taking a bubble bath or something like that. Yeah. Um, so we cut to we cut to the bathroom set and the tub is filled with like lye. Right. <laughs> so they're just like piling in the, the dead girl's body as well as uh, Mr. Furley's body in there. Just like this like uh dismembered limb gumbo you know just she's she's like one of the arms keep like floating up out of the water out of the line and she just like keeps she pushing keeps it shoving down. it like, down it's like all right this is this is what it's gonna do and it's um and uh they think they're they're home free at this point what they they don't realize is that the lie is starting to eat through the tub oh so fucking breaking bad the whole so, i was just thinking about it <laughs> so you know so the downstairs neighbors are gonna start getting like did they have downstairs neighbors? No, they didn't. Okay. But what we come to realize is that the downstairs neighbors are some of the graduates from the Facts of Life. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. What, is Tootie involved in Tootie. something? Oh, Tootie, Tootie is Tootie goes. Well, Tootie's cool. You know, she she obviously knew uh, Jack, Jen, and, and Chrissy, and she comes up and she's just like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? You know, She's like, Jesus Christ, again? Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. So she's like, all right, we're going to have to do this. And she goes downstairs. Um, but but the camera stays on set in, in Jack and Chrissy and Janet's apartment. 
and there's no background music or anything and you just hear like uh, a screw like two screams from downstairs and two shots you know like semi-muffled and then come and knock on our door we've been waiting you know is there a part four to this or are you just are you just there's a part four of course okay i was just like you can't end it on on like who got shot so part four (laughs) all right part four of three's company part four of three's company um numerically it's really weird (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna start getting into multiplication here (laughs) all right so so tootie jack chrissy and janet right are have to dispose of all these bodies um and they're getting paranoid now because they've been like you know figuring out what they're going to do how they're going to dispose of this and doing massive drugs obviously because this is this is the 70s right 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 so and they're just doing fucking eight balls off each other yeah absolutely absolutely um and they're getting paranoid because it's just like you know now there's four of them somebody could possibly snitch yeah oh it used to be three's company and they could all trust each other but now that there's four i mean four's a crowd four's a crowd <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so they're down by the docks and it's pitch black. And then what happens? <laughs> so they're looking around. They've all got like baseball caps on and sunglasses. You know, the Marvel I'm in disguise uh, kit. <laughs> right, you know, right. So. Of course. <laughs> that works so well in the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't tell who anybody was, you know. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're throwing like bags into the into the river weighed down with rocks and stuff like that and they all make an oath they all make an oath that 10 years from now they're going to gather to make sure that you know nobody has said anything but they're all going to go their separate ways oh that's i really wish i had more of a climactic ending well this sets us up for the reunion show okay (laughs) (laughs) like all of a sudden larry just shows up out of nowhere just like it's like, duty works for the cops. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, Tootie turns around, and it's like, you know, 70s exploitation, exploitation style. Oh, it's like, and arrest, sugar. You know, <laughs> shoots Jack point blank in the face. Oh, And man. it's just like, you know, Jack is like, but, it, you know, she just shoots a part of his cheek off. And then and Jack, he, does, he does a hilarious like physical comedy yeah, spill. Pratt fall. Yeah, right. <laughs> where he's trying to get his gun and he actually shoots everywhere and it hits Chrissy in the head. Oh shit. And she just deflates. And oh. then... <laughs> she was a doll the whole time. <laughs> I just recently found out that fucking Suzanne Summers is a piece of shit. Yeah. So I don't feel guilty about making that joke. Yeah, I was just like, take your fucking thigh master and yeah. shove it up your ass. <laughs> oh. Shove it sideways, lady. <sighs> Come and knock on our door. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Three's Company yeah. ending that I want to yeah. see. And that concludes this episode of Make It Dark. Make It Dark. <laughs> <laughs> If you have any suggestions, listeners, please post it to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter on what show or movie you'd like to see us make, make it dark. <laughs> I like that segment, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, uh, all of this is copywritten, by the way. So, so <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you, can't, uh, you can't write this down and sell it. And, yeah, I know. 
<laughs> so also, uh, dear listeners, we've opened a SoundCloud page where we're going to be dropping some extra bonus material. Woohoo! Oh, this is so the f- actually the first episode of Make It Dark, in which we tackle what was that? We tackle Small Wonder. <laughs> is going to be posted up on the on the uh, Robots versus Taxes. Uh, SoundCloud page, which we will also post up to our Twitter and our Facebook and all our social media. So, you know, feel free to head on down to SoundCloud and check us out. That's this is this is the hard shit, guys. All right. Like yeah. if, if you've been sipping on wine, which is our show this whole time, this is like Jaeger. This is Jaeger. <laughs> right, so you might eat a prostitute. Okay? So, um, that joke is copyright. David Tell. Yeah. So David just, Tell. You know, we love you, Dave. Yeah. You know, I, I recently watched uh, Dave Chappelle's latest uh, comedy special on yeah. Netflix. What did you think about that? It's fucking... It was, it was brilliant in many respects, but left me, left me wondering in others. Like, the commentary that he made uh, toward the, um, the Me Too movement... Um, yeah. And stuff like that. It's just, when he was saying, like, you know, eventually you're going to need men because right now the bad guys are all afraid. And he's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. They should be afraid, but like eventually the pendulum swings another way and they're still going to be there. And I'm just like, huh, you know, this isn't for me. My initial instinct is that women know (laughs) that those men are always going to be there. Right. That's kind of the point. Like, this isn't the first time women have spoken up, you know? Yeah. We just happen to put a hashtag to this time, you know? Right. But for decades, if not centuries, women have been speaking up saying, like, you are, you're being horrible to us. Stop. Right. Like, just stop. Can you get your foot off our necks? Yeah. Or, you know. You know. Um, so, w- with all due respect to uh, uh, Dave Chappelle, I, I feel like this time is different. I'm not saying that the behavior of male culture is going to disappear or change overnight or in the next year or maybe even in the next 10 years. But the first thing that has to happen is awareness in order to make that paradigm shift. Like, for example, we've had racism here since forever, since the, since the boat like rubbed up against the rocks and the first settler came down and said, all right, a land where I can marry my sister, you know, so it's like, so so, (laughs) let's call it what it is, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's changed throughout the centuries and the decades. And even something as recent as uh, the civil rights movement, it's not like that got rid of racism, despite what a lot of white people would like to think. It's just like, that's when we defeated racism. Right. Sure. Mm, Yeah. Um, No. But what it did is, shift the paradigm so that <laughs> separate drinking fountains are no longer a um, acceptable uh, public thing. I mean, it's, it's a minor, it's a minor relic of what that thinking brings about. And there's still plenty and plenty of battles that are left to achieve true equity. But imagine if nobody had said anything, if everybody had just been complacent with the idea of like, you know, just give it time. Eventually things will change. We would still have so many of those constructs today in 2018 from back in the 50s and 60s. Right. 
Look, I like with regards to Dave Chappelle and like, um, you know, his stand up specials and stuff. Look, I'm still going to watch his shit and uh, because it's comedy, right? Mm -hmm. Comedy to me is like a mixtape of points of view. If I don't like some of the his points of view, you know, I'm not going to regard it as, you know, um, a scripture because it's comedy. Yeah. It's not me really meant to be taken seriously. And I think a, a lot of people, because of the, the, the sensitivity of today and outrage culture the being the way, the way it is, I feel like people like to fly off the handle and just be like, well, how dare he? And I'm just like, he's a comedian. It's not, it's not like he's the goddamn president, you know? That's true. That's so true. with certain respects of, like of, of Dave Chappelle, I am going to critique him. Mm -hmm. regardless like of the fact that you know um of the fact that like i i love his shit and i also have the right to critique him yeah absolutely uh so i'm gonna say that the dude is rusty as fuck uh he to me <laughs> that he, dude is doing some rough limit rough living i don't know what's going on yeah i, I mean he it's if you could tell he's been smoking like uh 12 Yo, packs a day he you, you don't see him in any pictures now without smoke yeah like, it's it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy well you had to like the, the whatever like he to me he is rusty um and with the the, the problem with comedy especially nowadays mm -hmm. is that everything gets so dated so quickly yeah and especially like i i've noticed that with bill burr's like last stand-up special and listening to his some of his podcasts yeah. like here and there he, i've listened to less and less of his yeah podcasts. exactly because it's to so me it's weird it's starting to sound like a man with dementia yeah <laughs> and the, the some of the points that he agrees on or semi supports it seems like He's 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 sliding a little more into that white point of view, despite him being married to a black woman, and they just had a child. I'm like, I don't, I don't, and and also the misogyny as well. So. Right, right, right. That yeah, that I always the misogyny I always took with a grain of salt for, because for me it felt like an act, like he yeah. was almost mimicking his dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Now it's to me, it just feels like, especially with certain with like just with certain comedians. And I'm going to single out just Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr, because uh, also I don't think that it's so much like it's not the white way of thinking. I think that when certain comedians uh, encounter um, the younger crowds, they become contrarian, like they just have yeah. to disagree with like because Dave Chappelle has that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's this weird feeling of feeling like angry that you're feeling outdated. And, uh, I, I think that they should, they should try to evolve. Like, who am I to say? I'm just nobody on the very successful podcast. That's right. <laughs> um, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, um, they can both both comedians are really talented and i think that they can do better if they approach it in a different way how what way is that i have no fucking idea that's true it's a, that's a tough tough business to be in but there was one thing that i did um find really intriguing that he said um in 
in that latest special I'm talking about Dave Chappelle he was just like you know people often forget when they when they think about Barack Obama and romanticize that whole time that we were given Barack Obama by Bush like Bush was so terrible yeah. <laughs> that when Barack Obama came along they were just like the black guy has to have the answers yeah. you know it's like <laughs> that's where we were you know and so then we had eight years of like you know just just greatness you eight know, years in power eight years in power where this guy like was doing the right thing but there was there was that whole underbelly where America was starting to like I'm paraphrasing now where America was starting to like remember itself or some shit or remember some weird alternate reality version of itself so then Trump comes along and people gravitate like you know gravitate toward him and so when this whole phrase you know uh, make America great again it's just it's, it, it reeks of the psychology of like you know going back to a to a better time but not remembering the horrible time that made us so desperately want a smart man in office right. like so that's why we have Trump. So considering the pattern, like Trump could be so bad that the next president will bring about like a fucking utopia. Like that's like that's because that's what we'll demand because things will be so bad. Yeah, so exactly. he's just like, so just hang in there. You know, so yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of that's bleak and hopeful at the same time. You that's know? asking a lot of us because we're, right now we're like fed up, you know, but the thing is that it the the crazy train doesn't seem to doesn't seem to have an end for us so far but mm. you know that investigation is ongoing and uh you know there's like uh, i i'm pretty certain trump is like i've been saying this forever um it's weird that we're talking about it in this segment but <laughs> i think that he's going to slip up badly and say like something obscenely racist or something so fucking insane that um something something more insane than like shithole country right but the thing is he wasn't caught on like the thing about that is that he wasn't caught on a mic pete we heard that secondhand from other people that were in the room Mm -hmm. although there's no doubt about that he said that Mm -hmm. like it would be really amazing if he were to be caught on camera saying some stupid shit I mean, he's been saying stupid shit a lot because, you know, ever since the the whole like um, NRA gun fiasco, yeah, the whole Parkland shooting thing mm-hmm. happened. He's been kind of, he has been dipping his toe in that crazy sauce with saying that, man, I, I would love to see his version of what him trying to take down oh, a shooter geez. would look like. Oh, <laughs> like oh. him just like turning into Chuck Norris and just like. You know, just rolls over the, just rolling, you know, yeah. across the ground and jumping into a flying kick. Yeah, uh, exactly. Some stupid shit like that. He's wearing a headband for some reason, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I, I think the slip up won't be him saying some shit racist because that that would, quite frankly, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. I think what will really trip him up is if he has a Mitt Romney moment. Where he's caught oh, saying, where yeah. he's caught talking about the very population 
that. Don't roll your fingers at me. I can tell, <laughs> no, just, we have a SoundCloud Dude, account now. Dude, we gotta fucking wrap this shit up. We have a SoundCloud account now. I can. We can put three hours of bullshit on the. No, let me stop. Let me stop. But, um, but him having a Mitt Romney moment where he talks about his very followers because I I have no doubt in my mind that he doesn't respect them any fucking more than he respects. Um, the left, I bet, or Melania, or Melania. I bet behind <laughs> closed doors, he's just like those fucking idiots. They think I'm bringing back coal. <laughs> you know, it's just like, really, how many barbecues do we need? You know, I was like, yeah. whatever. Um, but oh he's God. I think that's the kind of uh, shit that will make them eat him, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good place to cap it. Mm. And, uh, you know, from everyone, from the two of us here, we're signing off. Wow. I don't know. That was super awkward. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Don't say signing off. We'll be back next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll be back we'll next be back, week. God willing. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed, people. <laughs> well, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a nice day. Song of the week. Come and knock on the door. Shake hands with the lonely kids, cause I hear